John Winfrey and Jason Dante. We got a few things on our mind, a few things that we want to say. We ain't here to start the drama, but we will talk about everything except for your mama. So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max while we talk about real life with a few laughs. I know you feel the heat, and yeah, you feel the beat. So go ahead and plug into this TMLP. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. What's going on, world? It's your boy, Jason Dante. And I'm John Winfrey. And you're listening to another installment of the Man, Man Listen. Listen Podcast. Excited that you all are tuning in with us once again. We have a very special episode here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one of our dearest sisters. Yep. Our A1 since day one. Talk about it. The Immaculate. Uh-huh. The Incomparable. Huh? The, I need another big word. Conceptual. <laughs> the Expeditious. That's enough. <laughs> Jackie Lee is Woo! in the building, everybody. Yeah. Hey guys, very happy to be here with you. Oh, uh, we're excited you, to have you, have you, Jack. Thank you and so much. He, and here's more of the reason why it's dope. First reason, Jackie paved the way for all of us to be here in the Queen City. She moved down here uh, about six years, right? Six years. That's right. Cool. Six years wow. ago, um, and been here since. So she led the way. She's the progenitor, yep. the original the Clevelander to the Charlotte, OG. the OG. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's dope for number one. Absolutely. Number two. Um, it is Women's History Month, mm-hmm. and why not have one of the best women I know, mm-hmm. and one of the best at finances mm-hmm. and um, money I know, mm-hmm. we know rather, Absolutely. Uh, have her on the show and uh, school and educate us. So, third thing, we're going to rattle off Jackie's credentials so y'all know exactly who you're dealing with. So, we're going to make sure y'all know why she's qualified to have this conversation with us. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, John. So, just a little bit about Jackie here. She... Studied at Baldwin Wallace University, uh, got her master's. <laughs> she has her master's in business with a concentration in accounting. Correct. She's worked in public accounting for six years and is currently the audit manager for Wells Fargo. So, just so y'all understand, she's the real deal. So Absolutely. she's the one to be talking to. Absolutely. So. Today is all about the the cash lineal episode is what we're calling it. Shameless. Plug. I like it. Yeah. So we're we gonna um, plug it more officially yeah, later on. Y'all will learn about that later on. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of get into this. Um, kind of want to open up the floor with Jackie. Um, kind of tell us how you got into finance to begin with. Just like help us understand your passion for finance. Where did that come from? Yeah. Sure. Um, so I'll. I'll be brief, but mm-hmm. it is a longer story. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a as a child, I was blessed to have a decent handle on on money. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure where it came from, mm-hmm. but just understood math really well. And I was the kid that if you gave me twenty dollars, I was probably going to save nineteen of it and might buy a candy bar with the rest. Got you. Um, I was spending nineteen. <laughs> you know, I have a sister that's like that, so <laughs> had to balance it out. Mm-hmm. But um, so. So yeah, started that way as just a kid, just mm-hmm. enjoyed um, learning about money, keeping money, right. um, and was just always responsible. Um, the way I came into finance was I was a freshman in high school and was offered an accounting class or an art class, and I can't draw or paint or okay. 
make stick figures, none mm-hmm. of that. So, mm-hmm. but gotcha. I know math. So instead, I went with the accounting class gotcha. and just mm-hmm. loved it. And wow! Nice. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was kind of domino effect from there, mm-hmm. like one thing led to another. Yeah, basically. So wow. just as I as I went through high school, just learned more about what mm-hmm. careers in accounting look like, and then decided that that's what I was going to study in in college. Wow. Um, so went into Baldwin Wallace, a declared accounting major. Mm-hmm. Took some finance classes too. Uh, okay. we might be able to touch on that later. The mm-hmm. difference between accounting and finance. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure I know. Yeah, that would be that's all right. A lot of people don't. It sounds like the same thing, but it's they are different Love in it. nature but mm-hmm. then you know finished out at bw in five years with my mba and then started my career in public accounting so it gotcha. just started from a young age just thought money was important and thankfully knew how to how to manage it so. nice that sounds so like you had a natural a natural knack for it so mm-hmm. all right well, we're oil. glad to have you here <laughs> we're definitely glad for you to be here she was gracious Thank enough you. to take time out of her busy schedule um, which I, I was able to glance at and I was like, oh Lord, this mm. is not legal. But um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about currency. Let's get into the whole subject of currency. Um, I think there are some definite misconceptions about how money works, what it is. We talk about cash flow. You hear these terms that are thrown around loosely. Yep. So can you kind of just talk about from a general basis, um, what are some mi- some big misconceptions I should say about how money and currency works just in general? Sure. So I think there's a laundry list of these. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People just make mistakes, just learning, growing mm-hmm. up, learning, making more money and uh, just haven't really been taught how mm-hmm. to manage it well. One of the biggest misconceptions is I think this YOLO lifestyle that people have. You only live mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And so people think the more money I make, the more money I can spend. So yeah. your salary goes up, you get a raise at work, $2,000 over across the year, and you're already itching to right. figure out a way to spend it. Mm. And that is not how you build wealth. It's not how you keep you know, money in your pocket. It's mm. not how you enhance your life at all. Because mm. uh, if you buy more shoes or buy more trips somewhere, you may not remember those things Mm -hmm. um they'll go away with time and it just doesn't make sense to spend your money that way Mm -hmm. uh so people just have to learn a different way a different discipline with their money so you would you say that it's important for people when learning how to manage money you have to be able to say no absolutely okay absolutely got you yeah got you jay gotcha and and so with that, I would say for you personally, mm-hmm. um, we know that you're a world traveler, basically. I am. Um, and you know, you've definitely been blessed that you can take a lot of trips um, and everything. So for you, how does that balance work between, you know, you still, you know, you still live in your life for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you just said, hey, if I was I was a kid with 20 bucks and I'm saving 19 of it and everything. So how, how does that balance kind of go of course, not in the fully detail. You don't need to say, all right, so here's what I'm bringing in. Not, nothing like That's that, fine. but just how how does that balance work for you? Yeah, for me, it's, it's all about budgeting. So I mm. make sure mm. I know what I can afford. Um, so I have mm. a separate savings account for my travel. Um, and gotcha. once that's depleted for the year, I'm typically not dipping anywhere else to, to find more money to travel. Got you. Okay. Um, so if you're setting in, we can talk about that more too. Mm-hmm. If we set, if you set aside the money, you know, it's there, you're mm-hmm. free to use it. If mm-hmm. you've created that mm-hmm. budget that you think, um, you know, is sufficient, right. but where people 
run into trouble is all their money's in one pot. It's in their checking account, and they just you know mm. feel feeling good today. So I'm gonna go to Canada, mm. and that's not that's not the way. I kind of want to go to Canada right now. <laughs> I mean, we can't get in at this point, right. but right. what a close! Right, it is, it is close, but um, you have to you have to just think about it. And if you're if you're budgeting correctly and you realize you can afford it, then go for it. Um, gotcha. But you have to think think that through a little bit. Got you. So when you say that, uh, the word budget for a lot of people is like a cuss word. Um, <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> a lot of people are like, man, I own budget. They don't like to do it. <laughs> budget. All right. Like, budget what? <laughs> so what what tips could you give uh, somebody who's either starting to budget or somebody that is just not well a good budgeter, for lack of better terms? Mm-hmm. Um, what What's a good way to kind of start down that path, how to do it that's a big one yeah that's fair and there's actually thankfully we're living in the world of technology and there's a lot of apps that people can use Mm. um mint is one that um most people tend to to latch on to because it allows you to put together kind of just a an array of your income so it makes you think about different categories of income and it gives you a list so you can determine this this matches with me i can think about i have a salary i have a side hustle Mm -hmm. i have you know for some people child support coming in Mm -hmm. and you take all those factors into consideration and then you also have a list of expenditures and it gives you something that's pretty comprehensive for you to think through Mm -hmm. Um, and it's pretty easy it does the math for you and kind of lets you know at the end of the day are you in in the negative or do you have some money saved over um and if if you do Again, going back to that concept of money, don't spend it all just mm. because you have excess. But I would say starting there, just mm. kind of that basic breakdown of what are my income sources and then what are my expenses, both fixed expenses and discretionary. And so with with that, um, with MET and kind of with that budgeting, um, in general, I'm just curious how you feel about like zero based budgeting. Um, is, I was is that I was mm. actually about to ask the same thing. Like, do you Boom, go down to the? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. What what's a what's a good like method of budgeting? Would you recommend like a zero based budgeting? Um, and also explain that quickly for the ones that may not know what that term is. Sure. Or yeah, just your thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. So zero based budgeting is where you assign assign all of your money a a particular category so So your money goes down to the penny absolutely so your money is accounted for completely Mm -hmm. um so if i make two thousand dollars in the month three thousand dollars in the month it goes somewhere either Mm -hmm. to an expense or in a savings account into investments something um and so people tend to use that and i think it's actually a very good way of of budgeting because it keeps you a bit more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotcha. think when people see that ending balance and say you have $500 left over, that's when people start to itch and think mm-hmm. of how can I spend this, mm-hmm. but it's normally in a frivolous way. Mm-hmm. So I would, my recommendation is if you do see that that ending balance, think about first, where what are other ways I can do to save this money? Where can I put this so I gain some interest down the line. So I'm building wealth. So I'm doing something productive with this money. Right. So I I am a big proponent for it. That's how I balance my books as well. 
So to all our young people out there, we encourage that, you know, this is a podcast. So thankfully you can go back and listen to this stuff and take notes. So I hope you guys do this because Jackie is definitely giving you all some gems. Mm -hmm. I know for myself personally, um, when my wife and I started budgeting, that really changed the ball game in terms of us being able to plan for vacations and being able to buy some nicer things, you know, because (laughs) it's like you actually have that that um margin in there to be able to do that so exactly um budgeting is definitely i can attest to that budgeting is a huge like component to (laughs) being able to be like financially stable um another question as we kind of go deeper into this thing um let's talk about spending habits for a second oh goodness because um we talked about budgeting how that's a good tool to managing your money we talked about the temptation that it is to you know want to spend whatever you think you have left over right um so kind of talk about what are some basic tips on developing good spending habits sure um so i think it starts with what we were talking about budgeting Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. your cash flow Mm -hmm. am i at a deficit at the end of the month do i have a surplus if you have that surplus thinking about smart ways to to manage it um what if you don't when you talk about the deficit, what if you're in that deficit situation? A lot of people have debt, student loan things. Sure. What What's your advice for that? Yeah, so that it, it takes some thinking for mm-hmm. sure. Um, typically, it's looking at your expenditures and determining, am I overspending somewhere? Gotcha. Everyone mm-hmm. tends to have leak somewhere mm-hmm. in their budget, um, mm-hmm. whether you're eating out too much or you're running to the mall to you know mm-hmm. look really nice for right, certain events. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe your car payment is too high. Maybe you mm. over overestimated yourself in that particular purchase, and so now you have to find a way to to make up that that mm-hmm. downfall. Mm-hmm. So it's typically there that location of your budget that people struggle the most with, but. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at that and really monitor your expenses, you'll understand where you can cut back. Mm. Um, and that, gotcha. in most cases, can can erode that deficit. Um, but if it doesn't, then you need to find another stream of income. Got you. Okay, so find a leak or get that extra stream coming in right. to make up the difference. Got, go ahead, Jason. Sure. So, so when it comes with, um, you know, in the realm of spending habits and making sure that um, you can afford whatever you want to buy. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you can a- afford to buy something? Because mm. I know, mm. I know, you know. A lot of times, the the thought's gonna be, well, if some if this costs two hundred bucks, and I got two hundred bucks, I can. Afford I got it. it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, all right, let's yeah. run it, right? <laughs> but I, but I know that's not always really the case. So mm-hmm. can you kind of get into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, I know we're gonna keep saying budget this whole way through. Mm. But if you have a line item, right, if you have a line item for, say, entertainment and there's $200 concert ticket, Mm -hmm. I don't know who you're going to go see for $200, Mm -hmm. but say that's what you're choosing to spend the money on. Mm -hmm. If it's in the budget, go for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it's a it's a strong no. Um, Got you. Also, with that, it's it's thinking about, you know, do I have, if I wasn't using a credit card to pay for this purchase, would I have enough cash for it? Mm. So thinking about your bank Got account you. and that big. balance. Um, and, and some people choose, when they go out, they choose not to carry cards on them because they know that's just a temptation for them. 
Um, and it's in that case a smart thing to carry cash mm-hmm. instead. Um, mm-hmm. So you just don't have it. <laughs> right. You're not tempted because you don't have the money on you. Right. Um, but like I said, always consult your budget is would be my advice for that. Got you. And stick to it. Stick to it. I know sometimes that's the discipline, people, right? Yeah, that's a real big one. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you try to start moving money like, in the budget. Yeah. Like, well, you know, they got I'll that. pay myself back. Right. Yeah, that sort of thing. I don't need that much gas. <laughs> right. Like, like, let me at least just get to a quarter. I don't have to drive that much. Move that 20 over here. That's it. It's Chipotle. I mean. Right. That's real, though. It is or, real. Or some people at oh. Starbucks, right? It's yeah. like that $5. Yeah. Oh, it don't hurt right now, but it's going to add up later. And, like, I mean, exponentially, if mm-hmm. you think about just get a Keurig and make your coffee at home. Good point. Good point. You save yourself. Find alternatives. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of dollars yeah. a month. Absolutely. Okay. Love that's it. great stuff. Okay. So... We talked about how important budgeting is. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, okay, somebody is talking to you and say, okay, Miss Jackie, I've found the leaks. I know what I'm doing. I'm budgeting. I'm doing this, but I'm trying to save. Sure. And I feel like every month I'm not saving as much as I want to, or I don't know what the best way is to save. I've heard of different accounts that have like interest rates and mm-hmm. stuff, right? So kind of speak to that. Um, real quickly before we go to break, like kind of give some things we can kind of talk about um, in terms of saving. What are the best ways to save yeah, or sure. starting to save? And in addition, not only to saving some of the different kind of savings accounts, because, you know, I know we got like a normal savings account, but then also got what's called like money markets mm-hmm. and everything. Yep. So all that. Look at you teaching this. <laughs> <laughs> we just throwing it out there. Well, I'm, 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 just, yeah. I'm just lobbing it up. No, right. that's, that's fine. It. I mean, he weighed the LeBron. <laughs> no, I mean, definitely it's good that that person is already considering where are the leaks in my budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say still take a second look. Maybe there's mm. still something okay. you're overspending on. Like, are you eating out mm-hmm. for lunch every day mm-hmm. for work? That's an easy one. Ooh, stepping over toes. I mean, all right, it's all, right. all of us. Okay. Meal prep is, a, is a chore. <laughs> you know what I mean, just blew it right out. Oh, Jesus. Right. Okay. Um, other things, just kind of compare prices when you go shopping mm. and look for coupons. I know that might sound real grandma-like or something, but people save That's money real yeah. using coupons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so those are just like practical ways to double check your budget to okay. make sure, um, you know, you're catching everything that, you know, you might be overspending on. Okay. But as far as practical ways to save money, um, there are multiple vehicles. Jason kind of hit on several of them. Um, so your traditional savings account is, you know, you, most people's typical go-to mm-hmm. um most people probably have just one savings account my advice and everyone doesn't have to do what i do mm-hmm. i split up my savings accounts based on my goals so okay mm-hmm. yeah okay. so i have maybe seven <laughs> what, savings what? accounts rip g um but it's it's so, all but those are all different categories Absolutely. so maybe one's like traveling gotcha. maybe one's like cars or something yeah so yeah my travel savings account um of course i have a an emergency fund account so right um your three to six months that you should save for expenses uh i have 
um, a house down payment account that I, I contribute to. Yo, and that's dope, Jackie. That's dope, <laughs> Appreciate man. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and then one day, <laughs> you are silly. And it takes discipline to, to, to do this as well. But Jeez, for me, that's how I keep it together gotcha. in my head. But mm-hmm. I have great friends that do it differently. But okay. that's just my, my piece of advice. Okay. Um, so savings accounts, definitely. Um, a way to go. Um, and I would highly recommend direct deposit. Um, if you have mm, that option mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from work um, to, to split your, your paycheck. So, so you would assign that amount out of your paycheck to go directly into that account. Absolutely. Okay, Either just for a dollar listeners. value or a percentage. Got you. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. So other mm. accounts to think about and to be honest, the climate that our economy is in currently, and this mm. is before um, this this downturn that we're seeing mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, interest rates on savings accounts and any bank instruments have been very low. So mm. you're not getting a lot of interest um, gotcha. on your money, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't put it somewhere right. um, gotcha. and not spend it. Um, so other options would be money market mm-hmm. accounts, which tend to gain more interest in savings accounts. Um, and there's some stipulations around how you can use that money and when you can pull it. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically it's more, it's as liquid as a savings account. Okay. So you shouldn't be too worried. The The goal there is just to get more interest. Got you. Then you also have um, certificates of deposit. So CDs. I was going to ask about that. Is that still mm-hmm. relevant? I was wondering, yeah, like, is that mm, again, still a relevant thing? Yeah, they are. But again, the interest rates are, are not um, super They're impressive not, okay. currently. But um, for those of you that are less familiar with that instrument, it's um, you put your money into a bank um, mm-hmm. and put it away for a designated period of time. And you allow that money to sit um basically as a loan to the bank and they give you typically a higher interest rate than mm-hmm. your savings mm-hmm. account. Um, so you can do it in increments, uh, three months, mm-hmm. six months, a year, five years, 10 years. And the longer you, um, you, the longer duration of the CD, um, the more interest you'll gain. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. um, I don't recommend that instrument unless you know, you don't need that money for a while. Okay. Gotcha. Um, cause you never want to, so in, in the case of we talked about the emergency fund, mm-hmm. that money should not go into a CD. I would not recommend that because it's there in case of emergency, gotcha. and you will take a penalty on a CD if you do try to pull oh, that money. Oh, you know that? Absolutely. Got you. Yeah, some sometimes like the little like penalty interest rate for a CD, it it kind of it's deep. Yeah. I mean, it can be like maybe like in the total. And correct me where I'm wrong. But, mm, you're fine. Um, maybe like say if you got like. 50,000 in there or something like that like for some banks it's like if you're gonna take this out early I'm getting 5% off of whatever you have that's about right like it's it's something like that where it's like yikes yeah so I recommend that if you know you have excess funds and you know in six months I won't need this this cash for six months so let me get some additional interest on it. Um, and you can split split it up. Say you have a savings account with $1,000 in it. Mm-hmm. You can put, put maybe half of it in a CD and mm-hmm. keep the other um, just in the savings account so it's liquid and you can pull it if needed. Um, and mm-hmm. then let the other half gain more interest than, than the savings account. So Awesome. So once again, we thank Jackie Lee for being in the building today, dropping these financial gems. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be back with this wonderful episode of the Man Man Listen Listen Podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Man Listen Podcast. This week's business shout out goes to the Cash Lineals Investment Club that was started in October 2018 by four college friends, one of which is our special guest today, who had an interest in investing in the stock market and practicing group economics. Their vision is to be a resource for millennials on the journey of financial freedom by seeking opportunities to build generational wealth and increasing their knowledge of investing and personal finance. You can find the Cash Lineals on Facebook, IG, and Twitter uh, with their handle being the Cash Lineals. And that's the Cash Lineals, C-A-S-H-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. in the show we talked about um saving talked about spending habits budgeting budgeting is like that seems that's to the be the word. that's the backbone if, if y'all don't get nothing else if out y'all of this don't get podcast, nothing else i don't know how many times the young woman has said budget <laughs> like four five times now man Six times listen now. <laughs> there you go listen <laughs> budget <laughs> so we want to take this thing just a little bit further and before we get into the whole investment aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want you to go into a little bit of detail. I'm in debt. The person that's in debt. Can you list Every out? <laughs> Unfortunately, man. Can you list out maybe some quick tips, strategies? What's the best approach from your perspective, your expertise? How do you get rid of debt? What's the best way or what are some of the good, solid ways to get rid of debt? Yeah, um, mostly it's, I think a good starting point would be speaking to your creditors and see if there's ways to either defer the debt um, for Mm. a bit until you can increase your income or be in a better financial position Mm -hmm. um, or restructure it. I know a lot of people do that. Um, Consolidation with student loans. Mm -hmm. It's it's always a good thing to consider, um, try to get a better interest rate, those things. So definitely work with your your creditors to Mm -hmm. see if they're willing to give you some wiggle room and help you um, manage that debt a bit better. Gotcha. Um, also, and there's different schools of thought on how to do this, is tackling the debt that has the highest interest rate first. Um, okay. So mm. in you know, simple terms, it's typically a, a credit card. Um, mm. You might mm. have maxed out at mm. some point when you were less disciplined with your money. Um, and those carry a ton of interest. We're talking about 23.99%, percent 29.99%. Sheesh. Mm. I didn't know it could go that high. Extremely high. That's crazy. Extremely high. And that's, I, I thought the limit was like 24.99. Mm, it can go 29. There's some 29s. Um, so you just got to be... Ex- <laughs> pray over that credit card. Extremely situation. careful with how mm-hmm. you spend there. Um, and then, of course, that that's compound interest. Right. So if you don't pay off that credit card um month one you're gonna get that interest and mm-hmm. if you do the same thing month two you get an interest on the interest mm-hmm. um so your your nine dollar burrito just turned into a 30 dollar purchase mm-hmm. which is awful mm-hmm. so sheesh so i would say tackling those those debts first mm-hmm. um not to say that you don't pay on the other ones that mm-hmm. you may have car note um you know, student loan debt, things like that. I think you should be putting something down, but credit cards, really, there's no excuse not to not to pay those off because mm-hmm. they they will just continue to accumulate. Um, yes. But sit down with with um, you know your creditors, 
look at your budget, see where, you know, see where also you can pull in some more money. Like if you Mm -hmm. have a a hobby or something you're really good at, can you turn that into, you know, a side hustle for yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. And then be disciplined enough to push all of that income at your, at your bills. So, wow. So the kind of, from where, where we're at now, to kind of just probably put it all together, what we've been talking about mm-hmm. is like, hey, it all starts with your budget. Yep. How much do I got coming in? How much do I have coming out? Mm-hmm. If I got any surplus, and let, let's go. So, let's, so say can in we my say budget, don't spend it? Huh? Is that cool to say don't spend your surplus? Don't blow it? I, for, Definitely from, don't blow it. Right. You don't blow it, but I think it really just uh, depends on where your finances are at the time. Because, I mean, if... But is it fine? That, okay, so that's my question. Is it based upon, like, when you say where you are, what exactly do you mean? Because it's so, like, there are guys that make millions of dollars, but <clears throat> if they blow it all, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if it's gone, it's gone, right? True. So it's like, what do you mean exactly by that? So, so what I mean is, like, if like if I have a $300 surplus and I'm, like, hitting all my buckets, like, I, like, I have low to, like, no debt at all okay you know I'm, I'm saving where i need to be saving doing everything like that and after all it's said and done i still got a surplus sure okay like, okay so that's so, the key so, so that's, that's the one. key right there let's just make sure we emphasize that for our yeah. listeners after you've paid your bills your overhead yeah. and you've saved absolutely mm-hmm. and you and still invested. have surplus and invested, and invested. we're gonna talk about that in a second right <laughs> after you saved and invested you covered your overhead and you have surplus left over then that's like, that's play money. Yeah, I, I, for me and, you know. I'm with you. Felt, I, yeah, I feel like. I'm with you. Like, Just want to emphasize like if, that for our listeners. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if it got business taken care of mm-hmm. and I got now extra money, go ahead and get you a pony or something. I don't a know. A pony. I don't recommend a pony in Charlotte, North Carolina specifically. Or Cleveland for that matter. Anyway, Wherever you're listening. I don't want the pony, man. Unless you're on a ranch. My <laughs> goodness. <laughs> If you want to right. you probably have enough ponies anyway. But okay. but then conversely, like mm. you know, if if I'm going through and everything, uh, I am in debt. But even at that budget, I have this three hundred dollar surplus. Mm-hmm. Just kind of putting everything together, then that means either, um, and it'll, it'll kind of help segue into what we're going to talk about next. Would mm. you say, all right, let me go ahead and get this debt and invest, or mm. or like should I take care of debt? Or should I invest it? Should Good I do point. both? One or the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you should always invest when you can because um, that's mm-hmm. additional money coming mm-hmm. in and you can't mm-hmm. can't knock that. Now, not to say you're always, not to say your investment is always going to be fruitful because mm-hmm. sometimes, and we are seeing that happen right now, mm-hmm. um, the market slides. So things mm-hmm. can be different. But I would say do tackle the debt more. If you're seeing that you have a surplus, maybe how you build out out your budget is that you're only paying the minimum mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. student loans. Right. Well, if you have an extra $300, maybe 200 more of that goes to to the student loan and gotcha. so that way you're not incurring more interest down the line, you can get rid of that debt sooner. Um, and it definitely depends on what type of debt we're talking about too. Gotcha. Um, like I said, the credit card debt, get that off mm-hmm. your books. That's awful. Um, student loans Bernie's not going to get elected, but <laughs> if he was, you might have been saved. Uh, but um, oh 
maybe maybe Uncle Joe will do something for us. I'm not sure. Maybe just, just having fun as long as right. it's not Trump. But exactly. can I say this? Yes, you can. All right. Yeah. I said amen. It. Everything except your mom. Amen. <laughs> you got an no. amen out of me. All I know. There you got go. you. Um, so those those types of debts, um, you know, student loans, it will probably take you a while to pay mm-hmm. that down, mm-hmm. but if you can keep um, chipping away at it, I would say do that. Mm-hmm. Um, car payments, those sorts of things. Uh, I paid off both of the cars that I've owned before, um, paid them off early, and that's helpful. You save on on years of interest, which is a good thing. So I would say mm-hmm. you could throw some money that way too. That's a debt that you don't want to continue to accumulate. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do pay off that car, don't buy another one. So there you go. That's Say that again. Good. When you do pay off the car, don't think do not do don't not buy another one. <laughs> do not buy another one. Just, just chill. Just ride. Just just cruise for a little bit. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Gotcha. Yep. So in summary, I would say um, still pay on the debt, but do find room to invest as well. That's, that's great stuff. Okay. So right. to all our listeners, once again, in terms of we know finance is such a huge and like broad topic. But we wanted to have Jackie just kind of emphasize some basic principles, um, everyday living type of things. We know we can go on for hours and hours and hours digging into the details. But this is just to help you for those who are, you know, trying to move forward financially wherever you are. Even let's say, you you know, you got a good job, you got money coming in, you still need to know how to manage it. So if you're trying to get out the hole or you're already out the hole, you can take these principles and apply them to your everyday life. So that being said, this last segment, we want to devote to just building credit and um, investments, building wealth and kind of talk about what are the different ways and kind of gain an understanding of some of these terms that are put out there. Once again, we talked about that earlier, like a lot of stuff is thrown out there. It's not really understood. So I think we should start one. One good one is like the stock market. Mm-hmm. I know recently uh, due to in light of the coronavirus took a major dip. Absolutely. So, Jackie, can you kind of define what the stock market is and how it works for those who have no idea, never heard of it, or they heard of it, like, I don't know what that is, like, mm-hmm. how it works. Sure, that's fine. So, the stock market is a network of exchanges. So, mm-hmm. companies that are public, so they've gone through what's called an initial public offering mm-hmm. that includes lawyers, accountants, underwriters, and they've decided how many shares they've basically looked at the value of the company and split it out and said we have a million shares worth of value that Mm. we can give to consumers for them to purchase those companies list themselves on these stock exchanges so new york stock exchange is one that comes to mind Mm -hmm. um, that most people are familiar with and these are very large companies um they allow you then to buy into the company. So you buy one share, you're now a shareholder of mm-hmm. Apple, of uh, you know Coca-Cola, those sorts of institutions. Mm-hmm. So you're you're then able to profit when potentially profit when the company profits. So mm-hmm. you have different types of shares. I will say that, um, but if they're paying dividends, that's a way of income for you if their share price goes up and how that happens is if say say coca-cola has a very good quarter or they put out a good earnings statement um and so people are going to say hey looks like coca-cola is doing good business let me buy in Mm. to the company they Mm. have some shares left for me to, to to get into um and looks like they're they have a good outlook for the upcoming year so i think this company is going to increase in value let me buy 
into them on mm-hmm. the exchange. Now, any gains that you're seeing, so say you bought shares at $50 a share mm-hmm. and the stock price goes up by $10, so now it's at 60 that's considered an unrealized gain. So you're still holding the stock, but the value has increased. Got you. So you don't profit until you sell that stock mm. at a gain. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's how you how you start to make you money. Actually, make money. Got you. Exactly. Wow. So that's when you start to hear the concept of buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. So mm. you know you want to get in when stock prices are low or before kind of like big announcements or you know things that are things that you're aware of will go well or you perceive will go well with the company mm-hmm. and then you kind of let that value increase and then you can choose to sell your shares after that and make a profit got you so my question to that is i know the stock market it seems like when you get into it, it's very competitive because it fluctuates there's mm-hmm. a lot going on it seems like so it's like would you say for someone that's trying to get into investing, right? And they're trying to get, you know, gains or whatever. Would you say that's a good long-term investment to get into that type of situation? Or do you feel like that's like no, a short-term thing because of the way the market can be or like what we're experiencing right now? Like kind of speak to that. Yeah, sure. So investing in stocks is definitely a long game. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all the time. Mm-hmm. So as we're seeing, there's a, a sharp decrease mm-hmm. in the Dow Jones Industrial mm-hmm. Average. And that's just an average um, percentage of the value of large company shares. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's not a particular company itself. That's not a particular share price. That's an index average of how big companies are performing. And right now, people are concerned about that. Right, yeah. So... so- so mm-hmm. to kind of put it in a layman's terms, if I'm understanding you correctly, yeah, um, the Dow just basically says, hey, here's all these big companies. On average, here's how they're performing. And when the Dow goes down in this kind of situation, so many points is basically saying all these companies are not performing well financially, which then ultimately means like, say, if I bought in at $50 a share, my share is maybe now like 30 bucks a share. And that means I'm ultimately losing money. Yeah, pretty close. Um, So it's reflecting that people are selling out of those companies. And so Mm, that point value is dropping because people, the the word that the market hates is uncertainty. And that's what's Mm. happening right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. globally Mm -hmm. is people don't know how long this virus is going to be around, how Mm -hmm. long you know, countries are going to be shut down essentially. Mm -hmm. And so that when you have these large companies that work across oceans, then people are kind of concerned to say, hey, is, you know, is Apple really going to be able to launch that new product? Mm-hmm. Are people going to buy it? Mm-hmm. Are, you know, trade relations with China going to go well? Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things. And so people say, let me take the the gains that I've already incurred uh, or that I've already um, realized in my shares and let me get out of stocks <laughs> like mm-hmm. let me just go let ahead. me move into the, my bag. Right? <laughs> let me move into the bond market let me move mm. into some cash instruments that sort of thing okay. and with all that activity happening that's when you see the dow start to drop is that people are selling out of those companies and out of those particular investments wow mm. yeah okay. so wow. it's it's interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. is. So great segue you just put out there. Go ahead, Jay. You say I, I was just going to say, how how much research does, like, for one that's new into investing in the stock market, um, how much research you feel like goes into 
Because I, I know That's you're not a great just gonna, question. You're yeah. not just gonna throw your money in exactly. all willy nilly. Like, oh, I know like Apple's a big company. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. buy into that. I don't know how smart per se that is. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of speak to like, what what are some like good tips if you're gonna get into this? Like how to start or yeah. how to start research. Great or whatever. question. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I would start with looking at a particular website. So you have Motley Fool is a great one. I know it sounds it's a silly name, but it's a Motley one more time. Motley Fool. Fool. Yes. Like you a fool. Yeah. Yes. F O O L. Motley Motley Fool. Yes, but they do a lot of stock breakdowns, company projections, those sorts of things. Yahoo Finance. I think everybody's pretty familiar with. Okay. And then you have Financial Times. You have you know, these large publications mm-hmm. and people, they they have a lot of breakdowns of companies that are doing well, things that um, projections that companies have for for the upcoming year, those sorts of things. So it's a lot of reading news articles. I'll say that gotcha. um, one one app that I strongly recommend that I know I use personally is Robin Hood. Um, so I've heard you, of Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good one. Um, okay. So y'all hear that? Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> it's free. It's free. Uh, free. All right. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that you just set up an account, and within that app, it it gives you. Um, different categories of stocks. So if you want to maybe invest in technology stocks, um, mm. you know, uh, women's apparel, retail, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of zero in on those shares and look at those companies and they give analyst projections of is this a good buy is this not a good buy is this kind of a hold meaning if you already own um those shares don't sell them for the time being um and then it also links to articles news articles as well and shows you trending of how that's that company has been performing over a period of time. Um, you could look at a day on up to five years and see kind wow. of how the stock price has performed. Um, so I think that's a really good place to start. Absolutely. Um, if you're going to buy into the stock market, of course, there's other ways of investing through 401ks and IRAs. Um, so through your business, through your company at work or just through a financial advisor, but if you're gonna go into the stock market and you're new to it, I would say check out Robinhood. That would mm-hmm. be a good resource for you. Nice, gotcha. Now, um, some additional ways um, to invest other than the stock market. I know you mentioned 401ks, IRAs. Um, you mentioned bonds and stuff too. Yeah, yeah I don't know those bonds and like that. mutual funds yeah. and anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Roughly, I, I don't know all of them are just kind of different, but. Say, say, I'll start with at least a mutual fund Mm -hmm. because I always hear that that's one that's like, hey, it's a, it's, you know, it's a long game, but it's a safe one. How, how does that work? Yeah. Mutual funds specifically. Sure. And you can buy individual mutual funds, but most people's introduction to it is through a 401k at work or oh it is a mutual fund yeah you can you can um so that is an option (laughs) it's all right so mutual fund there's a fund manager who decides what what the investments will look like within the fund so do they want a lot of large companies in the fund do they Mm. want a lot of international companies um in the fund and they'll buy those those shares um do they want emerging market uh, meaning like countries that are developing um, mm-hmm. and have um, companies there. Um, so the, the fund manager kind of decides what what the fund will look like. And what you're doing as an investor, 
is you're buying into just a piece of those companies essentially. Mm -hmm. So you're buying shares of the mutual fund, but the mutual fund may hold a hundred companies. So you're, uh, yeah. So you might be a small, a small owner of a piece of Pepsi or a piece of uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And individually, you may not have been able to afford those particular stocks Mm -hmm. um, just because you know, Facebook or Chipotle, you're talking about hundreds of, do- hundreds right. of dollars right, right, right. of the share price. But if you're buying into the, or investing in the mutual fund, say $200 a month, then you're getting the benefit of the profits of those companies. Mm. Um, so it's actually a very, a very good way to, to start investing. Um, and what the fund manager is responsible for is diversifying that portfolio mm-hmm. a bit. So if, if Facebook is tanking for some reason, you're not going to take as big of a hit because you're invested no, in the mutual fund and your money know. is spread across um, that entire pool of companies versus just the one. So kind of like low risk, low reward kind of uh, Not necessarily. You can have yeah. some aggressive um, fund portfolios. Um, okay. If you like... Right now, international is a little risky. Um, so, mm. but typically with uh, more risk, there's more reward. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you can kind of choose that level, and there's plenty of of investment tests that will ask you how conservative are you, or are you an aggressive investor, are you somewhere in the middle, that sort of thing. And so you can choose and select your funds that way based on how they match up against what you like to invest in. Got you. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned bonds. Um, you, you mentioned the term cash instruments earlier. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of dive into other ways there are to invest and um, kind of build wealth? Yeah, sure. So other ways of building wealth. Um, let's see. So bonds, that's that's normally a safer bet than stocks. Um, so okay. that will come into play with um, companies will, will offer bonds um, that and basically what you're doing is basically loaning them money and they're mm. promising to pay you an interest interest rate um, for doing so. Mm. And so they may pay out every month or they may just pay at the very end of that term. Um, and so if you're buying in, say, a $500 bond for um, a company or even a mm, even a government mm. um, could also give out bonds um, and what they'll do is they'll then pay you interest. So your $500 over the course of the life of the bond, you'll have an interest of maybe $50. And so you'll make that money over the life of that, um, that instrument. So, and that's a pretty safe way to, to invest companies a little bit more risky, Mm -hmm. but, um, government. So federal government, Mm -hmm. state, local on down Mm -hmm. are typically, um, much more, um, secure. Now, just for all our listeners out here, the things that you're listing out, what are the qualifications? Because I know sometimes people hear those terms and they kind of like get like, they shy away from it mm-hmm. because yeah. they may feel like, oh, I have to be in a certain tax bracket mm-hmm. or a certain you know level to be able to do these things that we're talking about. So when you're talking about investment, like, are there any qualifications for the things we're talking about? Just so our listeners are aware, like. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you just have to have cash and discipline. <laughs> right. um, you hear what she said? Cash and discipline. That's it. Cash and discipline. Exactly. Right. Got you. So when we're talking about building wealth, um, as we kind of wrap up this episode, like give your, 
from your expertise, your perspective, what are some practical ways of building wealth? Yeah, um, I definitely think it starts with making very wise decisions okay. with your money. Um, so thinking about should I spend this money or should I save it? Should I um, forego some some current desires and um, interests to then save that money for a longer term game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's things like that. Do you just thinking through what am I working toward mm-hmm. and keeping in mind what goals you have? I know we talked about that earlier. Um, other ways of building wealth are considering multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. I know most of us work one job mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and Trust me, working for a company is not going to get you rich. Um, it mm-hmm. might might have some security in it, depending on where you work. But it's not going. You're unless you're climbing the ladder to C-suite, it's going to be pretty hard to mm-hmm. to really build some wealth um, mm-hmm. around that. So that's when the importance, I think, of having multiple streams of income comes into play. Whether that's a part time job or royalties from a book you wrote, um, you know, things that. You know, just different things like that um, gotcha. I would consider um, that as well. Um, also, another practical thing is keeping your expenses low. Not saying that you have to live mm. like a, a pauper, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but a pauper, true. <laughs> but um, as we spoke about earlier, just because you got a raise at work doesn't mean that you need to now move across town to the much nicer mm. apartment or home. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. exactly exactly because then you're offsetting all those gains so Mm. just making those smarter decisions about keeping your expenses to a reasonable level um in all cases got you um other things uh this one i think people don't talk about enough but maybe Mm -hmm. they're starting to now that Mm -hmm. um the economic conditions are what they are but think about becoming an entrepreneur in some way okay Mm. um that is a tricky game for Mm -hmm. sure um Mm -hmm. you know there can be some losses that you that you experience kind of in the early years but most of self-made millionaires were entrepreneurs and are still entrepreneurs got you and so Mm. those are people who you know came from the bottom now they here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's another, and that's definitely, like I said, a trickier um, way of doing yeah. business, but it's people have found a lot of success through it as well. Got you. Awesome. So from everything that I'm hearing and to our listeners, uh, and of course, once again, correct me when I'm wrong. You're fine. All this whole episode was to build to here, to build wealth. Um, not just to have money, but to build wealth, you know, to have wealth for your children and your children's children. And to get there, sound like there's no one way, there's no one step that you can take. Like, you invest in Apple, mm-hmm. you build wealth. Nope. Um, from everything that Jackie has told us, it takes all these small steps. You right. literally just said it. So, right. budgeting right, making sure that you're making smart money decisions, making sure that you're saving keeping expenses down, then, you know, to start to invest and making sure you're doing your homework when it comes to your investments and um, and just capitalizing on your creativity or whatever you're good at. You know, if you're good at organizing, start business organizing or something. I don't know. Uh, so it just seems seemed like just we took you all on a journey with this episode. Absolutely. Just, you take all these little small steps mm-hmm. to the ultimate goal 
of leaving something mm -hmm. behind. Like, cause Absolutely. What, what's the point of doing all this work and all this toil just to say, oh, cool, I got to the mountaintop. Why not give somebody else uh, a leg up and build mm -hmm. generational wealth? And especially within, it, it seems as though, especially within like the black community, we're just not good at building generational wealth. We're not. Um, yeah. And so, uh, of course, this episode's for anybody, but I would even more challenge uh, our black listeners that, hey, let, let's take some of this really to heart and really start to, you know, work on ourselves and mm -hmm. to really aim to do that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. But I think it I think it goes along to your point, Jackie, earlier. I love what you said. Like, it's, it's a lifestyle, right? So you have to be willing to you know, say no sometimes. Mm -hmm. she, she used the word discipline. Yeah. So it's like we have to build that higher level of discipline with managing our money, the decisions we make. We can't just be impulse spending, impulse right. buying stuff. Like you really have to think about it and make a very well calculated, informed decision before you just go in. Like you said, even like when you get the raise or you get a lump sum of money coming in, like you said, they want to move uptown. Oh, we moving on up now. Like, <laughs> let's go buy, you know, this new apartment, this new house, this new car. And it's like, do you really need that right now? If right. you just wait a few years or wait a little bit of time, you could be able to have way more than that from what's accrued in interest from your investments, from things you taking the time to really, you know, um, make informed decisions about. Mm -hmm. So to all our listeners, we just wanted to have Jackie educate you guys, educate us. I've been just, List, I'm buzzing. I'm bro. like, <laughs> I'm just tripping. I'm loaded right now. Like hey. just all the stuff I've got notes here. So thank you, Jackie, so oh much. much. Like oh. you don't know, this is priceless. Like, like if I had time. the money, it still wouldn't be enough. Uh, okay. I'll take what you got. <laughs> yeah. I got cash out. Multiple streams. <laughs> exactly. Multiple streams. I'll come back anytime. <laughs> right. No, so, love you guys so much. Man, thank you love so you much too. for so, having me. So yeah, thank you again to Jackie. Also, thank you to our business plug for the week, which is the brand she's repping. Yeah. The Cash Lineals. Shout out to the rest of the squad. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to list everybody? Just shout them out. Armand, sure. yeah, yeah, Freddie, <laughs> frugal Freddie, yeah, yeah frugal so, Freddie. Al Wilson's the president of mm -hmm. Cash Lettials, and then we have Armand Rivers, who serves as our vice president, and then Rodney Santos is treasurer, and Rodney, yep. I am the secretary. Okay, so, oh, you know, she's keeping everybody in line, right? For sure, you already know, know it. So we thank you all for listening. Once again, this has been another great episode. We hope that you would take notes. And if you have questions, comments, please um, post them on our page on Facebook. And we will try to do our best to make sure we get back to you with the right answer after we talk to Jackie. Or, or just go reach answer. out to the Cash Lineals them, uh, themselves. That too. Go follow them. Because that's part reason why they exist. So Absolutely. Yeah. So go check them out. And uh, till next time, also celebrating Women's History Month. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. So we had to have Jackie is repping for the women out there. Phenomenal so. woman. Phenomenal lead. <laughs> Absolutely. So this has been another edition of the Man Listen with yours truly, John Winfrey. And your boy, Jason Dante. And, and our, our special, special guest, guest, Jackie Lee. Hey, Y'all know it. You already next know. next time, TMLP, everything except your mama. Except your mama. John Winfrey and Jason Dante, we got a few things on our mind, a few things that we want to say. We ain't here to start the drama, but we will talk about everything except for your mama. So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max while we talk about real life with a few laughs. I know you feel the heat, 
And yeah, you feel the beat? So go ahead and plug into this. TMLP. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to? Man, listen. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to? Man, listen.